0: It's Tim Albright with Nation with an Nation special celebrating International Women's Day the entire month of March, because uh, there's an awful lot of really great uh, women in the AV industry. And with me today is Kanika Khanna from USC. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, first of all, my apologies uh, and my sympathies because you work with our buddy Joe Way, um, <laughs> And uh, I am contractually obligated to say that Joe's Joe is better than Joe Way. Uh, is also a part of our thing. You, are you familiar with Joe's Joe?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. I've contributed pictures. I may not be on Excellent. Twitter, but I've definitely contributed to okay.
0: it. Awesome. Excellent. That's all I need to know. Um, but but let's talk for a second, uh, in all seriousness, and we, and we do love our buddy Joe. Um, talk for a second about, about kind of your journey, because the, the the thing about about technology management and users and, and folks live working in uh, inside the the higher education space their journeys tend to be a little bit different than manufacturers or integrators. So, so how did you get into the industry?
1: So in terms of thinking about how things have contributed from when I started way back in middle school, even it's just the idea of longevity experience and kind of being able to cement that into a, how I perform so to speak in whatever realm it is that I'm working in. So a lot of it'll come down to now being able to know that it, and, and it actually actually applies a lot to what I'm doing with Mom um, Joe here at USC is, even though I'm not working in a live entertainment field right now, a lot of what I've learned since I was a child has kind of progressed what I do in this realm. And what I mean by that is simply that it lets me keep things moving. That's ultimately what it comes down to. So if I'm working on a class conference call right now, which has obviously been the crux of our work with the pandemic, um, if something goes wrong, class still has to happen because these kids are paying a ton of money and I was one of them, a ton of money for their education and we need to make sure that they're still able to receive it. Um, It's the same kind of mentality that goes into a live show, which is You have a whole bunch of people there. It's got to go on. And it helps not just in the kind of management, making sure things happen aspect, but it also applies in terms of signal flow. If I'm ever troubleshooting something, my audio skill set from day one is what I lean on is how can I tell what's broken where and how can I fix it is okay. Well, knowing where does it start and where does it have to end up?
0: Yeah, right there. But let's kind of turn the corner a little bit and, and talk about some of your experiences as a woman in the industry. And you, you have a unique experience and there's been a couple of, of, of women that we've talked to that have kind of that, that that early on experience and and kind of follow that all the way through, right? I'm thinking of a um, my friend Cassie, uh, who who her dad is a is a has worked as an independent rep, so she grew up in the industry, right? So mm-hmm. she's she's has kind of the same longevity as you do, and some of those same kind of uh, historical experiences. So let's talk about you know some of the hurdles that you will, you've, you've kind of faced as as a woman in a male dominated industry and, and how you've been able to overcome those.
1: Um, I would actually say still overcoming, to be honest, because okay. it's not and that's fair. It's not gone at all. Um, oh gosh, where to start? It's, it's a little bit harder, I would say, in the live industry side of things, just because there's a lot more of the male ego to deal with in that setting, and there's a lot more time crunch, whereas in the professional environment, whereas in education where I'm with Joe and all the other co-workers that i have it's it's a little bit more discussion based you have the time to be able to say no i think we should do it this way or can you consider that whereas if you're in a live environment the the time aspect may not be to your benefit um and having said that even then there's still moments where i just kind of have to quirk my head or i just stop dead in my tracks because And I think one of my favorite examples of this right now is, I don't know if he went to ISC last year, Mm -hmm. but I will never forget just stopping dead in my tracks when I saw the robot stripper at that booth and was just thinking. I know we have a diversity council of and I know we're like really trying here, but Who thought that was a good idea? Like
0: and, and the the problem with that specific instance, and, and not to to kind of you know go on the rails a little bit, you you the the second you started saying about ISE last year, <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going, and, and that's a problem. It's a problem, and then it's not right. So the, the the not part of the problem is, it was obvious enough that kind of a lot of folks recognized that was an issue, right, right. and also isolated enough, thankfully nowadays that that was one of a handful of issues that it could have been as you're as you're talking about there was you wheel know, there were a couple of things that probably could have been pointed out and that was certainly one of them
1: right um but having said that that is an extreme of something that we kind of see pretty often which would be the equivalent of booth baits, right that's the Lesser extreme where if I've gone to, and I'm not going to name any names right now, but if I've gone to a booth and I'm trying to find out more technical details about what's going on, and the first thing I encounter is a girl dressed, I don't want to say provocatively, but is a female trying to represent herself objectively to get your attention for the product in the booth. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Also why are you still doing this? And if that's how you're gonna market your product, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna go look somewhere else instead. <laughs> but yes, we all know what happened at ISE and that was a huge example. But to me, it's just the extreme of something we still see every day. And until that goes away,
0: it's- Talk, talk for a second about the technical part of this. Cause there, there's another thread that I, in, in having these conversations um, mm-hmm. with women in the industry and that is, um, the, the statement is, you know, either not being taken seriously or not being taken seriously when it comes to technical. Yes. Um, and uh, how do we overcome that, right? How do we overcome where someone assumes that, you know, Kanika, you're not here to talk to me about technical. You want to know about the market. You want to know what, what you know, I'm totally going to, I am going to be incredibly, incredibly um, um, just, you um, I can't even think of the word but just overly simplification here you care about Kanika, how pretty it is right you care about the marketing material you care you don't care about the ohms you don't care about you know that the spl that this thing can point out you you you're not concerned with there's no way in the world you could care about the technical aspects of it and the other flip side of that is if you were working for the manufacturer there's no way that you could know that right which is where some women are, are experiencing it as well Mm-hmm. how do we fix both sides of that
1: that is a great question because um for me personally I, and i was thinking about this actually going into this interview is like how how have i dealt with this and the main way i've dealt with it is honestly been making sure people know me and know what i'm capable of um and that, that, that having said that, it doesn't solve the problem because it just solves it for me. It just yeah. makes sure that people know that I'm technically capable of being able to talk to you about which microphones should I specify for this particular location and why? Like what are my restrictions? What are my mounting restrictions? What are my technical restrictions? Do I have a power limitation of any kind? And this can apply for any numerous amount of technical aspects of things I need to specify, but the point being, how do I get you to see me for that as opposed to the marketing side or the management side? Which is something I've honestly struggled with because my resume, if you were to look at it, has every single audio detail that I've ever accomplished and done. But somehow I still end up being pigeonholed into sort of management roles and wondering, I signed up to be an audio engineer, what am I doing? Like, how, how did I get here? And I guess I don't really have a good answer for how to do it, except for, it's it's the same sort of principle that we see in the media today, just encouraging STEM and making sure that you overcome your own internal bias to ensure that you're not contributing to that conversation and you're not putting someone down just because of it. Like, I can't tell you how many times where, I stand next to a male coworker and we're talking about how best to proceed with something. Um, and it isn't until I start really speaking technically that I'm even looked at in a certain way or in a technical conversation if I'm sitting next to a male colleague who is also like in an analogous role to me they're still going to look at him directly until they clearly realize that actually, no, I'm the one who has more of an idea about what's going on here about one specific thing. I like, if you're talking to me about video, I will gladly point to whoever the heck is standing next to me because that is not my forte. But if I'm in a room with a bunch of folks and the question is where to put a mic and you're looking at my coworker instead, I'm going to raise a questioning eye on you and, make sure I talk so that you know I know what I'm talking about um, yeah it's it's a relationship thing I guess
0: it is a relationship thing but it's also some of it is is something you also said and that that's encouraging stem and, and it's something that I go back to as, as somebody who who you know runs a media company and that's also representation uh, and that's showing yes. women absolutely and um, who, you know, and and this is a very simple simplification of of this, but, you know, showing people who look like you and act like you and and talk like you in a technical role, right? In a, you you know, so showing young women, quite frankly, um, yes, this is a career possibility. And and here's a young woman who knows way more than I do about audio and way more than a lot of people I know about audio. So, you know, when next time you walk into a room and there's a woman there, don't assume that she's X, Y, or Z. Right. Wait until the introductions are made or they you start talking.
1: Yeah. And I can't even begin to explain how excited I am when that actually happens to me. Like if I go to a manufacturer and they say, hey, here's Katie, our rep on such and such. And I'm like, hi, Katie, you're my hero already. Like, let's do this. Um, It's it's just so rare for that to happen. And so I'm very thankful to my colleagues out there who do really encourage diversity. Um, And it's, it's been a huge step in the right direction there. What I guess I would say is that there is ultimately no one single solution because we're overcoming years and years of bias that have I don't even know where to start with describing that, but because of it, we, there is no single answer. It's just little steps that you can take in the right direction. And on the end of myself, of the person who is trying to show that I am capable of this. It really takes a lot of overcoming the imposter syndrome. There are so many times where I've felt like, I don't know what I'm doing just because there's someone next to me who looks more the part. Um, and that's always been a struggle, but it a lot of it does come from representation just with our new vice president in the office. Like I'll never forget sitting there and thinking, wow, I have a vice president that's half me. She's half Indian. Yeah. How amazing is that? And on a global stage, she has to be taken seriously as the second in command for the leader of the free world. Yeah. And while, again, that's another extreme, we still want to see that in other situations in the AV industry. Like, I just, I, I loved when I ran into Corey Schaefer at ISC and was able to talk to her the whole time and was thinking, where have you been and why have I not run into you before? And the same thing happens anytime I run into another really smart, talented woman in our industry. Um, It's, I wanna see more of that. And another, actually an idea I have, and this is partially because of what I wanna do with my career eventually, is um, the education aspect. One of the reasons I got into and was really interested into um, Pro Audio was because a lot of companies, Meyer, L Acoustic, um, DnB they all have their own education programs. QSC, obviously, very well known for that. And I'm going to go ahead and say that's like 90% male-dominated teachers out there. But it would be really cool to start seeing more women out there as well. I know Shure has, um, I'm blanking on her name right now, but Sure has someone up in the Bay who does a bunch of the webinars for them. And that would be a great way to start getting more women out there is to see them in those roles that are very public-facing for the company and for getting people into the industry in the first place.
0: I'm writing this down because I'm sending this to every manufacturer that I know um, because that's a really, really great idea. It really is. Uh, and and off the top of my head, I can think of one, um, I can think of one fantastic um, female instructor I've seen in the last 20 years in AV. Uh, and that's Melissa Dillman. And she just worked for Kramer. She now she works for, for Starin uh, Marketing. It's a, a distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It's it's a really publicly facing, uh, but also it's a way, again, representation and showing that that women do know what they're talking about.
1: Exactly. And it's something I personally want to do to help encourage other women. Um, I Even when I'm doing training on a smaller scale, just like within my own teams and such, it gives me a little bit of, it helps me overcome my imposter syndrome. No, I actually do know what I'm talking about because I can help explain it to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, uh, Kanika. As, as we kind of wrap this up, um, you mentioned you you know what you want to do with your with your career. So we're going to talk about that for a second. Um, look back. Uh, imagine yourself retirement. Your first day of retirement, even right, and look back. Either what impact do you want to have, or what do you want to see have changed in the industry?
1: I want to see more women in technical positions and not just technical positions like engineering, but technical management as well.
0: Okay. I like that. That'll work. How do we do that? That's
1: a big one for me. How how Um, do we get there? We get there by encouraging those who are already kind of paving the way and putting more people up there, it starts with something as simple as considering someone with a name you don't recognize on a resume for a position. It starts with, and and by recognize I don't just mean like you don't know the person, I mean you can't say that name. Um, It starts with, oh, Joan is applying for something just just because her name is Joan, give her a shot, let's see what happens. just getting someone to start and start talking to them is a huge step in encouraging them to moving in the right direction.
0: I like that. Kanika Kana from USC. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. How do people connect with you? Absolutely, how do people connect with you?
1: Um, I'm on LinkedIn for the most part. I don't really use much of Twitter, but um, if you reach out to Joe's Jill, they'll tell you how to find me on LinkedIn.
0: Makes me smile. All right. Thank you so much. Just connect with her on LinkedIn. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of other interviews with women in the avian industry, all that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv.